It's time for JT the Brick. Hey, JT, how you doing, man? Now there's a new team, and everybody's pretty much new, and I got their back. I want this thing to work. Everybody's got to get on the same page. JT the Brick. Yeah, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be last-second losses. There's going to be a draft pick that doesn't make the team. Whatever it is, it's Raider Nation. JT, thanks for having me on. Always great to catch up with you and keep her going, okay? I'll talk to you soon, man. And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT, as we open it up Friday on Raider Nation Radio. How we doing? What a week. What a bleeping week as we build to the NFL draft in two weeks. Think about this. Less than two weeks, that Thursday night. What is Friday going to feel like after Thursday night on the strip for the NFL draft? It's going to look amazing. We're brought to you by PTs, which is going to be pretty packed again tonight in and around the stadium. The BTS Army is here. I have a story to say. I'll tell that right out of the gate. My wife's going to see the BTS tonight and asked me. She said there's an extra ticket if I want to go to the BTS, and I turned down the Army. I did not turn in my man card. Not that you can't be a man to go to BTS, but I didn't think it was time for me. With all the things I've accomplished in my life and what I'm trying to accomplish, I don't think I'm ready for BTS. I don't think that my mind, I'm going to have my bucket of Modellos. And you think I'm joking. I got a bucket of Modellos every Friday, and I pour ice over them, pour a six-pack of beautiful Modellos, and I let them sit in the sun with the ice just melting on it, and I'm going to have a bucket of Modellos coming up here right about 201. And then, I don't know, maybe I'll change my mind and take my wife to the BTS Army. I just don't think I'm ready for that. And I want to thank BTS for being here and filling up our hotel rooms and helping us get football players because I believe in that gimmick. I believe by that if Guns N' Roses, the Rolling Stones, and BTS comes and they fill up our hotel rooms, that's going to help pay for Devontae Adams. I believe that. I really do. I, I was tricked into believing that, and I believe that, that by increasing revenue to this market, it's going to enable the Raiders to sell more Concert tickets, wink, wink. Everything at Allegiant Stadium and the opportunity to get more and more players to come here. What a week. I interviewed Reggie Jackson, Derek Carr, Dave Ziegler. I'm good. That's about as good as my team could set me up for. want to thank the Raiders. Will Kiss, everyone over there. want to thank everybody over here. That helps us put the radio show together. Bobby's off today. DeMond's in with me, which will be fun. Uh, We're going to talk to a former first-round pick for the Raiders. So we're in the 90s as we're wrapping up the 90s of the Raider draft. And I know you remember linebacker Rob Fredrickson. Okay, now if you're scratching your head, he was the first-round pick of the Raiders in 1994. The 22nd pick overall at linebacker. We've talked for 20 years about linebacker here. So Rob Fredrickson, a lot of people combine him with Greg Beekert. He, I can't wait to ask him questions here as I prep for this. He's a first-round pick and played for the L.A. Oakland Raiders from 94 through 97 before going to Detroit and the Arizona Cardinals. And he was selected to the NFL All-Rookie First Team in 1994 with the Raiders. Remember, once a Raider, always a Raider. And these guys have all been great. They come on. They have these stories that I'm not familiar with. And I hope uh, by asking them the questions, you get to know more of the Raiders of the past. 
as we get going out of the gate. So what do I want to talk about here today, this two-hour show? I want to hear from you about this week. How has it changed? That's the best shows we do. When we talk to fans who are usually very emotional, triggered is the word, have a lot of highs and lows, and they had a good week, right? We all had a good week this week. If we were sitting in therapy, would we all say, yeah, it's a pretty good week this week? Today, this was a good week. Derek Carr got signed, and everybody knew that was coming, and everybody thinks the deal's pretty fair. So heading into the weekend, how are you going to celebrate the Derek Carr extension? And I would like to get a few phone calls from people who aren't all in on it because God knows I've taken those other car calls more than anybody times 10. No one has taken anywhere near the, the questionable car calls than I have over, over Carr's entire run. On the post-game show especially, live from the stadium, you line up and you come at me. <laughs> so where are you guys? Where are you dudes? Are you in the 909? Are you in the 213? Are you in the 508? Are you in the 702? Where are the car fans that are coming over to the congratulations size to thank this man of faith with his wife and children? Can we do that? Are we human beings? Can we congratulate people when they do something nice? Or are we going to be like, oh, man, he's never won a big game, never got us to a playoff win. Oh, he's soft. He throws it out of bounds. I mean, what are we going to do here? Are we going to have some balance? Are we going to have some balance on the show? I love when men or women admit that they're wrong. I admit I'm wrong five times before breakfast. I admit it every day. I apologize all day long for my transgressions and mistakes. Where's the line, Damon? Where's the apology line? How many people we got on hold to start the show who said they didn't believe in car today? How many we got? Oh, they're not there yet. They're not there yet. Okay, maybe I didn't give out the number. 702-365-9200. Are we going to get, Damon, any grown-ass men who are going to say, you know, I'm not a big car guy, but congratulations to him for taking less money, helping get Devontae here, help put this team together, say he wants to give some money for Hunter Renfro and all that. Are we going to get some Raider fans that say, hey, man, that's a pretty cool comment. Oh, no, I think those people <laughs> will try to twist it and to see he's not that good because they didn't give him like two hundred million oh, guaranteed, like the, like the, it'll be the twist of the angle. Oh, the twist of yeah, the angle. Yeah, so that way they don't have to admit they're wrong. Okay, we'll see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen. It's like door number one through nine. Phones, phones are the only way I know what the Raider Nation's thinking. Or when I go out, I don't think if I go to the BTS Army tonight, I'm going to be talking to a lot of yeah. Of nobody the black there is going to care about the Raiders. Yeah, so I, I want to make sure I get that in now as we get going. I wasn't shocked today to see that Indy signed Stephon Gilmore to a two-year deal, $23 million. So I thought he was going to be a Raider. I think most people thought he would be. I don't know what the Raiders' finances look like here, if that was too rich, but no one knows Stephon Gilmore better than Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, and they passed on it. So Gus Bradley comes over, and Gus Bradley gets a really good player there. Remember, they lost Rocky Asin, who came over on the trade to the Raiders. So they lost a starting corner, and they bring in a starting corner in Stephon Gilmore. So that tells you all about the need, as Adam Schefter reported that. He becomes the second veteran addition to the Colts secondary this week after the Colts signed Rodney McLeod on Thursday. So that's an important position here. And the Raiders, I thought, were going to get him. But I think the Raiders feel pretty good that they got Rocky Asin, and that's the player that they wanted, more so than Gilmore. But Gilmore would have been nice on a two-year deal. And I think Gilmore played his cards right. What he did was he waited, 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 
And then he waited for this deal, and he got $14 million guaranteed. And he's a hell of a player. If he came to the Raiders, a former defensive player of the year, are you kidding me? Now he goes to the Colts, who are still looming in my mind. I, I'm still why, why are the Raiders now rivalry-based with the Colts? Phillip Rivers came here. Remember Phillip Rivers when there were no fans and beat the Raiders? Last year, the Raiders knocked the Colts out of the playoffs before they lost to Jacksonville. Colts reeled at the end of the year. They reeled so badly they got rid of their quarterback, Carson Wentz. They threw him out of town and brought in Matt Ryan. So the Colts got some good players on that team. They got a good quarterback. They got the best running back in football, a top five offensive line, and a former defensive player of the year and maybe the best linebacker in all of football in Darius Leonard. That's a hell of a team. And they're in the AFC. As Vince Lombardi would say, what the hell's going out here the AFC is a gauntlet let's say for this conversation the Raiders get the two seed and the wild card they're gonna gotta go they gotta go to Indy Indy's gonna be right there so Indy is looming in the Raider nation just like the Chargers are Denver is with their new quarterback Russell Wilson Patrick Mahomes until you can beat him consistently stop with the Kansas City talk after what Kansas City did to us last year stop your role with that the Raiders better. I, I want the Raiders. I can't believe I'm saying this. I want the Raiders to open up against Kansas City. Open up. I want them early before they have practice, before they have warm-up games. I want Kansas City's cold as ice. You give me Kansas City week one, I'll take that shot to go 0-1. But to go 1-0, I want Kansas City early. I don't want Kansas City week 10 and week 14. So now we got the Colts to deal with. Raiders got the Niners on the schedule. New Orleans. Jacksonville. See what Jacksonville's done. Raider Nation, that's why some of these sportsbook guys have the Raiders' win total at 8.5. The Las Vegas sportsbooks don't believe the Raiders will win nine games. It's mostly because of the schedule. It's not the personnel. The division is hard, but it's the schedule in general. The Raiders playing a gauntlet in the AFC West that we're aware of, but they also playing a gauntlet outside of that too. So this schedule is no joke. But I think the Raiders are going to have better players. They're going to have better players than most of the team out there. I did a TV hit today for Fox 5. Our buddy Kevin Bollinger and Robbie came in studio today, and they were interviewing me about the upcoming draft. And the big question was, do you think the Raiders will trade up? I said, hell no. They, they just had a Christmas. We had four nights of Christmas here. We re-signed Mad Max. Derek Carr brought in Devontae Adams and brought in Chandler Jones. I'm not greedy, but if they trade into the second round, that would be good. And I've been a believer. We had Dave Ziegler on yesterday. Great to talk to him. Nice conversation on the air. That he might be able to do something stealth, but in order to do that, would you trade a Cleveland Farrell and another player who are really good but haven't broke out yet? You know they're good. They're taking number four overall. Would you package a Cleveland Farrell and say, I don't know, a starter, a Jonathan Abram? First-round pick, first-round pick, move up to a second round? I don't know. Maybe these guys love Clee Farrell. Maybe they love John Abram. I'm not aware of that. So the Raiders have the ability to move up. And the only reason I'm giving it any credence is they loaded up so much in this offseason, there might be a player out there that they have to have. They might be one player away, they believe, on the offensive line that they can't wait for that player in the third round, but he's going to be there in the second round, and they can go up to get him. 
So I'm all over the place today. The Golden Knights last night were fantastic. The Jack Eichel goal was incredible because they were down early and they needed a spark and they got it. Marcheseau drags it across the line right wing. Flips it to the middle in the end mark. Marcheseau extra pass to the left. They score. Jack Eichel from the left wing circle. The Knights have tied it 1-1. Marcheseau sets up Eichel. Eichel is an amazing player. He's one of the best players in hockey, and he's heating up. And he's going to have to stay red hot down the stretch here. That was a very important goal because once Vegas scored that goal last night, the goal was wide open the rest of the way. They win in a blowout. Here's Marcheseau. Puck comes to center, but Yenmark gets it there, works back in. Yenmark left circle, yanks it in front, they score! Jonathan Marcheseau jams it by Jacob Markstrom. Knights take a 4-1 to lead. Yeah, that's Knights Radio, Dan Duva on the call there. So that's a big day. And they got Edmonton on Saturday. It's a day game on Saturday, another must win. Uh, Peter DeBoer said they have to win five out of their next seven to make the playoffs. I think that's about fair. They can win them all. They're a hell of a hockey team, and they're getting healthy. Let's see what happens. The other breaking news today is Paul George has tested positive for COVID, and he will not play in the final play-in game tonight against New Orleans. Wow. We're still dealing with COVID, everybody. I'm not going to be a bearer of bad news. I have no news for anybody. COVID's coming, and it's coming back again in a wave. And you might not think so. Go read some of those lunatics who got it wrong the first, second, third, fourth, eighth time. Have no respect for the dead or those people who are sick. It's coming, and it's going to affect sports. Paul George got COVID, and he's a super elite athlete worth millions of dollars who's pretty safe in an environment that you're supposed to be pretty safe in, and he's got it. And there's problems in Europe with sports, and it's coming here. So that's a big deal tonight as gamblers are now trying to bet and middle this game because they had a number, then Paul George wasn't there. We'll talk about that. The early game tonight is Atlanta-Cleveland, which is very important. I like to see Atlanta win because they'll play Miami. I think they'd give them a better matchup. Trey Young, Jimmy Butler, I'm looking forward to that. And if New Orleans wins, well, I'll be surprised by that, but they got a good chance without Paul George. And as we wrap up the monologue, number 702-365-9200, I want to talk about Jackie Robinson Day today. April 15th is Jackie Robinson, the legendary baseball player who broke the color barrier. And this has been very important in my life from talking sports. It's one of the most important moments in any sport in sports history. It's amazing what this country looked like 75 years ago. It's amazing what this country looked like 80 years ago, 85 years ago, when there were brilliant black baseball players that couldn't play in the major league. It's a scar on America. It is a scar on baseball that it took this long. It's only 75 years ago, everybody. You might have a grandfather or a parent that's that old. My dad is 83. He'll be 84 next month. He grew up as a little boy in Bayside, Queens, and my dad was alive for all of this, and he remembers it, and he was a young boy and a Yankee fan, and all the kids in his neighborhood in Bayside, Queens were the Yankee fans, New York Giant fans, or Brooklyn Dodger fans. And when my dad sits in the backyard and tells me and his grandsons about that time, it's incredible what was happening in the world and what it was like to embrace an African-American baseball player if you were smart enough to do the right thing back then and you were a Brooklyn Dodger fan. You couldn't beat the Yankees. You couldn't beat the Yankees. And all of a sudden, this guy comes in and you can beat the Yankees finally. He changed baseball. 
for every minority player in all of sports. That's how important Jackie Robinson is. I think this day has always, for me, been a day of reflection to look back at those who could not, who could not live their lives properly. It was only 75 years ago. It wasn't 200 years ago. And we should embrace today and really look back on Jackie Robinson's legacy and how he continues to influence Major League Baseball 75 years after breaking the league's color barrier with the Brooklyn Dodgers. It's a big deal. All the players get to wear number 42 today. It's important. And I think it's great. And I can't wait to watch baseball later today. So that's the monologue brought to you by our great friends at Resorts World, where I'll be over there this weekend. Got some friends in town. Going to show them there the first time. When people come to town, the first thing I show them now is Resorts World. It is the jewel of the strip. Come hang out with me at Doghouse. Well, we'll be there for Monday Night Football this year. Raider Reggie going to start us off here on a Friday. Reggie, thank you, Reggie. How are you? Hey, man, I'm doing so good, bro. I can't I can't come on here complaining because you're going to have plenty of that through the rest of this week and next week. But, dude, two things, man. I love when I'm thinking I should call and say something, and as I'm waiting online, you hit it on the head. And that is, look, man, with Las Vegas being what it is, and people come and they, they – for the season, they might come and they might go to the game. But this time for the draft, draft coming up, I think the one place that shocked me when I walked in was Resorts World. I walked in that place, man, I was floored. Like, Conrad's, man, it's, it's crazy. Nice, isn't like, it? That Real place nice. is, I can't even explain it. You've got to go over there and see it. Um and then with these uh, fans that you waiting to call in. Oh, they're not don't calling. Oh, no, no, those negative Nellies don't call me. They call all the other shows and complain about me. They, I'm, I'm here. I'm at the torch. I'm in the black hole tailgate. Sliding into my DMs. Calling me out. I slide back into their DMs. They're all heroes. They're all feeling my, um, I got open lines today for the anti-car people, man. There's supposed to be thousands of them, man. Thousands of them. No one here. Week one at the torch, I remember seeing like you said how people were lined up, and all I could hear them saying is they were complaining about what was going to happen for the year. You don't know. You don't know. You didn't know what was going to happen. We end up winning that game, and those same people find a way to say we should have this or we should have that. I'm like drop kick to the moon. Get up out of here. I don't need to hear it. I'm going to try to stay as positive as possible. I'm not going to hate on them. I'm not going to sweat them. What I am going to do is let them know that we got a good team. This team is definitely in the top ten of the NFL. Mm -hmm. You best get ready to get the popcorn because it's not over. Drop zone Dave, drop zone Dave, I guarantee you he's up to something. And we don't have to go out and just move all the way to the first round. I don't think Mm -hmm. we need to do that. But we do have to take care of that interior line because you got the receivers – you got good running. You got good uh, quarterback. Now let's keep him off his back. Let's yeah. keep him protected. And on the defensive side, same thing. Just get that interior line squared away. Right on. I, uh, DeMond, I, I, I was expecting Bobby because I hadn't talked to him in a while, but mad love to you, brother. I know your gun's out because the sun's out, buddy. <laughs> I'll talk with y'all soon. All right, take Raider care, Reggie. Nation Unite. Good to hear from you. Raider Nation Unite. 702-365-9200. Yeah, I'm not looking for anti. I was joking. I'm not looking for anti-car fans. 
to come to the throne of JT and, and look for forgiveness because some of you should be, but you're not. But I'm looking for some people today to congratulate Derek, who listens to the show. I hosted the car show. He knows what's happening. And just to say, hey, look, he wasn't my guy. He got the deal. He's going to be my guy. And I like the way he's played, and I'm going to get behind him. That's all it is. Is it a great contract? I don't know. Everybody's tearing this contract apart. Not enough guaranteed money. Can he be here for the length of it? I have a feeling Derek's going to be here for the length of it. And if he's not, I doubt Devontae Adams would be here for the length of it then, too. I'm not looking at disaster scenarios on the two best players on the team, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. I think Derek's going to have all the money that's owed to him. And I also think if Derek needs to restructure and pull out more money and do some other things, that's all a part of that contract. Derek talked about the structure of the deal as he put the contract together and how it came about with this language. Yeah, I, I thought the whole time it was always trending the right direction. You know, um, you know, for for me, you know, everyone looks at like certain numbers and they're going to say, oh, well, you know, they're not going to get the whole picture of how it's structured and how we did things so that I, you know, you know, Tim, my agent, myself and the team, we made sure, you know, guys like Chandler, guys like Devontae, guys like hopefully Hunter and Foster and those guys can stay here, you know. The way we structured it, you know, I, I went through a heartbreak already last time I signed my contract. My best friend left, you know what I mean? Um, and I didn't want that to ever happen again. And so this was an opportunity for me to prove to the team, um, to the organization, uh, to our fans, that the way we're going to structure this is so that we can keep, you know, everybody together and really, really have real continuity, really have something to build on, you know. And so for me, it was like, how do we do that? You know, you know, usually in these negotiations, how much money can we get? And then there, how much can we save, you know? And for this was just different, you know? And uh, so there was some, there was a learning curve about it. Like, how do we make that happen to where I feel good and to where the team feels great? Like, man, we can still build a championship team around you. And so that was what was important to us. And hopefully, you know, this contract proves that. Yeah, I think that's the whole conversation, isn't it? Derek told everybody he wanted to be flexible. The Raiders seemed to be flexible. They got the quarterback locked up for a number of years, and it gives the team the opportunity to sign more players. I think that's the takeaway all week, is that it was a friendly contract to both sides. Derek's cool with it. The Raiders are cool with it. The new regime likes him. They want to build around him. They didn't look to move him. I was sitting here a couple months ago when these guys took over, and a couple people poked me and said, huh, you know, they want to get rid of him. They can do it. They, they got the resources to go get another quarterback. They didn't. They really liked Derek because of his work. How can you not like Derek if you're a coach with, with the way he works? He works constantly to get better, and now he's got more weapons. And for those who say no more excuses, I never thought of Derek as an excuse guy. I played through injuries. He has bad games at times. I think at times he made decisions that I would question in games, and that's part of the job requirement. Every quarterback's in that same boat. But now Derek has pressure to win. In the past, he had pressure to win as the quarterback of the Raiders. Now he has pressure to win because of the amount of money he's making and how good the team is. So the pressure is going to ramp up, and I believe he can handle it. And he's going to have to show us that because he does everything else right. He's a leader in the community. He's faith-based. He's a good husband and father. He's great in the community. What more do you need from him? You just need rings. You need playoff games, and he's the guy who's getting the confidence from the new regime to go out and get it. 
702-365-9200. Rob Fredrickson will join us at the bottom of the hour. Former Raiders first-round pick uh, back in 1994. We'll talk about that draft story for him and the interesting ride he had with the Silver and Black. Played with some legendary players as he's going to join us. Also, Luka Doncic is not going to be playing. So Luka's out for game one. And Steph Curry could also be out there too. So when we come back, we're going to get into our conversation with an alumni, Rob Fredrickson. Take your phone calls. Talk about Derek to the top of the hour. Randy Mueller will join us next hour, former NFL Executive of the Year in 2000. Ask him about a couple of these deals in the offseason. And that's it. It's going to be a good weekend. Good weekend of great weather as we build up to the NFL Draft. Brought to you by Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence. JJ back with you Friday. Hope everybody's doing well as we count down to the NFL Draft on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's not too early to talk about what you're doing for the draft. If you're heading out to the Strip, if you're watching in a certain location, I'm hearing stories about hotel rooms overlooking the Strip. I'm hearing the same thing about F1. I was talking to a buddy of mine who's in hotel management about what's going to happen when we have November of 2023 with F1 and what the hotel rooms are going to go for that. But most people have booked it all up. Most people have figured out what they're going to do for the draft. And as I said today, and I'll continue to say over the next couple of weeks, enjoy the draft without the draft pick. It should be something for Raider fans to really enjoy, not having to worry about, well, i got to get in front of the stage. We're picking here in the early 20s. I want to make sure I'm there. No, you don't have to worry about that. Draft's going to happen. It's going to be about the Jaguars, the Giants, the Jets. And Raider fans, be great hosts and show everybody a good time and dominate the strip there right in front of Caesars, right in front of the Cromwell, the Bellagio Fountains. I don't even know what it's going to look like. I've been seeing some of the renderings and what it looks like, and it looks like it's going to be incredible. 702-365-9200. So I've been reading a lot of tweets about the Raiders missing out on Stephon Gilmore. They didn't miss out. They didn't want him. They could have afforded to pay for him. But $14 million in guaranteed money, considering all the money that they spent along the way, might have been too rich for them. I don't know how they structured the deal with the $14 million guaranteed. But this is a player that if he's at his best, 100% healthy, he could dominate a football game. The problem is with the Panthers, he didn't play that well. He didn't play that well. He played the 2021 season with the Panthers who traded the 2023 third-round pick to the New England Patriots in order to get him. So they gave up a third for him. The Panthers added the 2019 NFL Defensive Player of the Year in hopes that he could replace J.C. Horn, who suffered a real big injury, and he wasn't able to do it. Stephon Gilmore is only 31 years old, but he was unable to perform when he arrived in Carolina. So he still had to recover from offseason surgery on a torn quad and not eligible to return until week six when he was activated in week eight. So a guy who's been banged up a bit, uh, not playing at the highest level, and Indy's going to take a shot at him. I tell you, Gus Bradley, to his credit, because Patrick Graham here and the opportunity that the Raiders are going to have with a really good, very good defensive coach and defensive coordinator, Gus did a great job going to the Chargers and getting a couple of players and bringing them to Vegas. And then he brought Casey Hayward, and he, when you when you bring when you bring other when he brought Casey Hayward here, he knew he had something left. Now when you try to bring players over to Indy, 
This move is big because Gus knows if he wants to keep that job. Indy's a playoff team. They're going to need a cornerstone in that secondary, and they were able to go get that. Another big story today, uh, the police want to speak with Cowboys cornerback Kelvin Johnson in connection with the shooting death last month in the lower Greenville section of Dallas. Cameron Ray, who was 20, was fatally shot after a March uh, March 18th altercation with a group of individuals that appeared to include Joseph, a second-round pick of the Cowboys, only last year. The video footage that is up by KDFW-TV in Dallas, one of those involved in the altercation was wearing a necklace. YKDV. Joseph goes by that rap name. YKDV, Boss Man Fat. So I don't know much about this. It's a huge story. Jerry Jones is having a really tough offseason in Dallas from the players that they're losing and what's happening and what's going on. So more negative news for the Dallas Cowboys here as the police and the media is all over that story. Uh, Nothing new to report today on what's happening with Daniel Snyder in D.C. The Wolves are at the door. I think there's chatter amongst the NFL owners on what they're going to do with him to vote him out of the league if this investigation comes back proving that he stole money and skimmed from the top. There's no chance that he's going to be able to retain his position there. And then the breaking news that Paul George tested positive and he's going to miss the play-in game, which is a big deal, along with Luka Doncic and the opportunity for Steph Curry uh, to be able to play, hopefully, in game one or not. Rob Fredrickson's running late, so that'll open up a phone line. We're going to try to rebook him if we can at the top of the hour. That could get you up, 702-365-9200. As we're talking about Carr, Derek Carr's contract, the status of that contract going forward, and if you buy into the way the contract was structured. I know, Damon, you were saying that you had a guest on your show with Q who was looking at the deal, looked at it a little bit different perspective here. That's fair. Other people who are experts, who are capologists and people in the industry that want to look at a deal and have a different opinion on it, more power to them. Yeah, that's going to be Brad Spielberger coming up today. I think that some experts are looking at it too skewed, almost too cynical, where Derek Carr is happy about the deal. He, uh, he even said at the press conference, hey, like, get your, get your hand out of my pockets. Mm. Or if he's happy with the deal, why does it matter so much if though they, they if they if it if that room is there, he mm. could be cut a few days after the Super Bowl. But that's the worst case scenario. Yes. If you're a Raider fan looking at this, you should look at it as that this team is going to do excellent this this coming season and that they're going to keep him around. Absolutely. The guaranteed money that comes to Derek after the Super Bowl this year and what he's on the book for next year, I still think is a fair number in general. It's a good number. Uh, compared to what some of the other quarterbacks in his category are getting, and quarterbacks are going to get down the road. There's nothing that uh, should make anybody nervous about this contract at all, because Derek, the one thing that Derek wanted and he talked about was the no-trade clause. The no-trade clause for Derek was really in his agent the X factor there, because if it didn't work out, and I think it will, he'll have a choice not to go to a bad team. No, I think, uh, you know, Tim and I work together. There's no mandates. You know, we just work together as family. Um, and uh, we, you know, we together thought that that'd be a great idea. And it was to make Paul stop talking about me. Well, that's Paul Gutierrez, who's a great friend of the show. And Paul's the best of the best. Look, uh, people are going to tweet. People are going to say things. People are going to post columns and do it all. I got to make a living. Paul's got to make a living. And we're all factually honest 
when we take a look at stats and games and what happens down the stretch. You know, the only big criticism I had for Derek last year was what happened in that last drive. I wanted to see some more shots in the end zone. We talked about that on the post-game show. Talked about it for a couple more games after that, uh, days after that. And that's something now in the past. Will Derek Carr have the ability to take this team deep into the playoffs? Absolutely. But in order to do that, he's going to need a little bit of help on that offensive line. Offensive line needs one more player. I think they're going to get it during cutdowns. I think it's going to be a veteran cut down from by a good team for a salary cap number or an injury. Whatever's going to happen, a player's going to be released. And I think the Raiders are going to be able to pounce on that player. 702-365-9200 on Derek Carr's contract today. We'll try to rebook Rob Fredrickson from the alumni side, see if we can get him up here before the top of the show. Me and you the rest of the way. Uh, Next hour, Sam from SamAndAshLaw.com. On some of the issues happening in Vegas, as a powerful attorney in town, he's concerned about some of the violence on campus and the way some of the students are acting towards teachers. He wanted to talk about that. We'll have him on next hour. Live from Lotus and brought to you by Grimaldi's, the best pizza I ever had. JT, welcome back Friday. Hope everyone has a great weekend out here. The buzz is in place for an unbelievable weekend. And then next week, it's the calm before the storm. We have a big remote coming up outside of Caesars with Modelo. We'll tell you about that all next week. I'll be pounding that pretty hard the next couple of weeks. I think I have one of the great locations for a Thursday radio remote from noon to 2. I'm talking at the spot. Hopefully my friends of the Black Hole, Raider Nation, show up. We'll have some Modellos and kick back, and then I'll kick over to the Cromwell and Dre's for the Raiders party, and that'll go from 3 to 8 o'clock, and then... Friday night, I'm at the M Resort. We have a couple of alumni coming into town. Darren McFadden will be one of the individuals I'll be interviewing. That's at the M. Everybody knows the Raiders Tavern and Grill, and we got a lot going on with them there. Everybody have a great weekend. Raider man, good to hear from him checking in on the flagship. What's happening? What's going on, JT? I had to check in on the day, man. Happy Good Friday to you. I don't know how many people out there, you know, enjoy this reason for the season, man, but today was just most appropriate. One, to give kudos to to, to DC4 for landing the contract. You know, I ride him as hard as any horse in the stable, but I tell you what, he's still my QB, and I ride him because I got the right to. He's my QB. You know what I mean? I don't appreciate a lot of the things that's being spit out there in the media about him, but it's none of my business. He a big boy. You know how to handle his own self. But, man, I'm talking about the, the word of the day, especially being Good Friday, the word is testalistai. And I know you don't, got, you got, you don't personally do that thing where, you know, you do the, the radio requests and all that kind of stuff, but it's an outstanding song that's been produced. It's called Paid in Full. And that's exactly what that word means, and that's exactly what my quarterback got, and I'm happy for that dude, man. God bless him and his family. You know, congrats to him on not only the deal, but on the structure that's being put in front of him and around him and the team that's being put together in the midst of all of this. Because I don't think we're done either. And regardless of what we do for the draft weekend, I'm already set to go into the season. I'm ready to fight. So, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm just juiced about today. I'm, I got a new job, so I haven't been in, I've been MIA for a reason. I'm on probation. <laughs> but I'm taking the stab because this was just that important to me. It's Easter weekend. And he has risen, ladies and gentlemen, for everybody that believe, believe on it well. And just I just want to wish Happy Easter to everybody and, and just spread a little bit of love. So Thanks, well, well, I'll see you in a couple of weeks out there for the party, man. I'm coming to get down. You got it, Raider, man. Good to hear from you. And you've always been a car guy. Thanks for checking in. I appreciate that. You know, cars got the connection to the Raider Nation back to Oakland. You know, that's a big part of this thing for the Vegas Raider fans 
is that Carr is one of the few players, few, and there'll be fewer and fewer, who are connected to Oakland and his draft status and what he's done there. And when I talked to Derek, and we just retweeted my interview with Derek, which is really cool that he gave us this much time and was great. It's on Twitter right now. The Raiders just put it out a few minutes ago, and I retweeted it. A nice time for him. And uh, be kind to Derek Carr this week. I mean, give the guy a break this week. Imagine what he's doing. It was one of the first times in my career I've ever interviewed someone minutes after they signed a contract to see the look on their face. And that was pretty cool to know a guy who's probably going to get all that $120 million walking in and seeing him and asking him how he's doing. I wish that happened to me and someone asked me <laughs> how I was doing. I'd be throwing stuff. I'd be popping Modelo's right in front of him, Demar. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, when he came in, mm-hmm. how could you feel that excitement, Definitely. that confidence off of him? Because, like you said, Great I'd been question. on cloud nine if I was him. Great question, because a lot of the guys I work with at Silver and Black Productions, the people there on the digital and TV side have known Derek for a long time. And, you know, Derek, Derek's available now a little bit more than he was in the past, which is fine. I've interviewed him countless times, and I, I love interviewing Derek because he's right to the point and he wants to win. But yesterday was about his family and his security and his faith and what he's been doing here in town and how he's trying to change people's lives. And that's one of the things I asked him that I knew I was going to ask him about. Where is the money going to go? The money is going to go to others. He's going to take some of that money and start giving it away and giving it to people who are in need. That's what his faith is all about. So I would assume people would be very happy on that part of the contract. Not only did Mark Davis step up in the Raiders, But Derek's going to do something with that money along the way and change people's lives because we know that's the type of quarterback that he is. 702-365-9200 is the number. 918-RAIDER. You're up next on the flagship of the Raiders. Go ahead. Uh, What's up, JJ? How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for calling. Uh, I'm out here in Oklahoma, man. Uh, First time caller into the show. Uh, Big time fan. Um, uh, I'm excited about it, man. Um, to see Derek Carr do everything that he's done mm-hmm. uh, with what he has, uh, different coaches, different players. Uh, he's, he's a very intelligent person and uh, and football player, for that matter. Um, and I think that's a lot of, uh, I don't want to say Carr haters, but uh, I played quarterback back in the day, and I get really frustrated with the, with the dude in some situations, but also it's just like, you don't know the entire situation, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you see open players, or you don't know what he's doing, the checkdowns, or whatever. But uh, I just I attribute all of that to uh, maybe the coaches or the scheme or whatever. Um, I think uh, maybe like with you know number one receiver and good coaching, and uh, you know he's not the questions coming in about him anymore. Uh, maybe we get like a a, a faster offense, like a mm-hmm. no huddle, like he's smart enough to do that. Uh, Well, that's one of the things, hold on, that's one of the things that we talked about a lot last year was, you know, I talked to the former coaches who were here who are really good coaches, career coaches, and they've told me privately and on the radio that this guy's as good as anybody, anybody they've ever seen at the line of scrimmage. And I would like to see that change a little bit with Josh McDaniels where he comes to the line of scrimmage. There is no huddle. It's a faster pace. And they attack more quickly. That's that's a criticism I've had with this offense for quite some time. Right. No, it, it would be amazing to see it, man. We got we got all the weapons, and uh, you know, if, if Derek Carr wants to make a really big impact, and uh, he he doesn't have any excuses this year, man. Uh, we're we're betting we're 
full house on on cars mm-hmm. this year, man. Yeah, and he knows it. Where are you in Oklahoma? What part of Oklahoma? I'm out in Tulsa. You're out in Tulsa. Good. My son's at yes, OU. He's been spending a lot of time with friends in Tulsa. Thanks for listening, man. Spread the word on yes, the sir. flagship. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Tell him, if he's out in Tulsa, tell him to come out and get some pizza. I'm at uh, Dante's Woodfire. It's my company. That sounds good. I'll remember that. I'll put that in my phone because he knows I only eat one pizza. I get paid to eat Grimaldi's. I'm just lucky it's the best pizza I ever had. Look at that. A plug for Oklahoma pizza. A plug right back to Grimaldi's. As I got a friend in town, I, I wanted to talk quickly about this travel. Anybody who's traveling, I feel for you. Guy at my wedding, one of my best friends. I've known him since I've been seven years old. He's flying out with his wife and two sons. One of the sons is my godson. So they were supposed to fly out last night. They pull up to JetBlue in New York City, JFK, blue skies, weather, perfect, flight canceled. Not enough people to work the flight. Canceled. So he lost his Friday night tonight because he's traveling tonight. It's going to land about 10 o'clock, so we lose a day. I'm going to take them out to, we got plans. To, they're going to the Grand Canyon. I'm going to take them out again to the Hoover Dam. I don't mind doing that. That's about as far as I'll go. Into deep, deep, deep Henderson. That's as far as I go out to the Hoover Dam. I'm going to go see that again. I'm going to take them to a nice dinner at Barry's. I'm going to go down and see Barry at Barry's Steakhouse which I love to go to. I'm going to say hi to my buddy Barry. And then we're going to roll into a good weekend, a great Easter Mass service over at Bishop Gorman on Sunday, which will be fabulous. Love being there. And then back to work Monday. And then we'll count down. We'll have another week to build up for the draft. And if you're going to the draft, we need to know where you're going to be. Where is your huddle going to be? Where are you going to be in the draft? Where Raider fans, it reminds me of New Orleans. We did that famous New Orleans trip, I think 20 years ago. And when you walk down Bourbon Street, it was just Raider Nation. And you can hear the sounds echoing off the old bars and buildings on Bourbon Street. And this, I want this to be great. I've never done New Year's Eve. Damon, you ever do New Year's Eve on the Strip? I've never done that. No. No, never done that. And this should be, I don't think bigger. I think New Year's Eve, am I right to say New Year's Eve gets a million people? Or a little bit less than that? Yeah, it gets packed. Yeah, so this number, this number is supposed to be bigger than Nashville at six hundred thousand, up to a million. I don't know if we're going to get anywhere near a million, but if we get over six hundred and one thousand to beat Nashville, Nashville's looking at that number because they want to compete. Eventually, this nonsense is going to end that we want to put the draft in Kansas City and we want to put the draft in Detroit. No one wants to go to Kansas City or Detroit for the draft. They don't. They want to come to Vegas. Or they want to go to Nashville. So Nashville and Vegas, and then you know L.A. is going to be screaming and pouting to get all their events, too. They just got the Super Bowl. And I know Stan Kroenke's going to want events there, too. And they have a big footprint to do it. If you want to go to Inglewood, which I don't like to go to Inglewood, I like to go to Mandalay Bay, where the flying fishes play, as Don King once told me. I love the fact that you can walk from Mandalay Bay to your football stadium instead of having to walk through Inglewood to have to get to your football stadium. We got a big advantage here, no doubt about it. Damon, before I wrap up this hour, what do you got lined up for the weekend? Uh, what's the big thing? What's Q got lined up today? What's the lineup look like? All right, we got Paloma Villacana at Good. 2.30 Excellent. from Fox 5. She's great, yeah. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus, 3.30. And at 4 o'clock, Jordan Reed from ESPN. Nice. That's a great guess. Now, Brad, who I had on my night show, I think Monday or Tuesday, before this deal was done. So he was he's the guy who's critical of the car contract? Yes, he is. What time is he coming on? 
3.30. And what's the basis of his criticism? Is that for Carr, this is a bad deal. So he, he says made. it's a bad deal for Derek. Yes. Okay. Looking forward. That's that's teasing ahead. That's a great tease there. All right. And then uh, we'll take a look at these playoff games in the NBA tonight. Paul George not playing because of COVID. You can't shame anybody for getting COVID. People should not be going online, ripping on Paul George. He got a virus. It could happen to anybody. It has happened to most people. But Paul George won't be able to go. Steph Curry will be a game-time decision this weekend. And we just found out that Luka Doncic won't be able to play. So Luka Doncic is going to be out, and he's got a calf strain, and that could linger and be the reason why Utah wins that. The RBC Heritage, uh, the golf event, that's in progress night. But now Patrick can't lay seven under. He has the lead there. Other big names there on the leaderboard. Matt Kuchar at five under par. Not as strong, not as strong as the leaderboard. Shane Lowry. At five under, he was in contention too. And we're not going to see the Masters champion in this one as he's enjoying a week off. Big hour coming up. I'm going to replay my Derek Carr interview so you can hear that. Those that didn't hear it in this time slot, we'll talk to Sam from SamAndAshLaw.com. And then Randy Mueller at the top of the hour, a really sharp GM of the NFL in the day, the 2000 Executive of the Year. Great weekend coming up. Thanks for listening to Raider Nation Radio.